Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Now in 4K HD video, if you're Ho- on YouTube. Uh, yeah, okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> if this doesn't go well, it will be audio only. But what we're hoping for is a beautiful 4K video on YouTube. We're trying. We, we are really doing our best here. <laughs> so this is an exciting moment for us. We've been wanting to add video to the podcast for a very, very long time, and it's been a lot of different things, a lot of different excuses for us to not do it, but we've finally done it, and most importantly, hopefully, it becomes the norm. So, we're going to try to actually make ourselves presentable at every recording, because normally we're like... Like in PJs, like it's normally rough. <laughs> I am in pajamas. Are you in pajamas right now? Yeah, this is what I wear to sleep normally. Well, it just looks like nice, comfy clothes. I guess that's what pajamas are. That, that's also like 90% of my wardrobe. Fair enough. So people get to see my wardrobe now. <laughs> to be fair, I and you and I both, honestly, I have some very nice graphic tees like this awesome Captain Hook's crew shirt that I got when I went on a Disney cruise. Well, actually, my wife ordered it before we went on the Disney cruise. So you can wear it to the cruise. Right, right. So I had this nice cruise shirt for it's Disney and it's on the crew. And anyway, so you can see our, our wonderful selection of graphic tees. And the craziest part, people can actually see what we look like now. Yes. So I had a fun, it was funny, I had a large amount of people that uh, I would, so I had nobody come up to me at all, day zero and day one of the YCS, except for like other creators and people I had met before. Yeah, people who knew us already. Right. But day two, I posted a picture of myself on Twitter, I was like, hey, Come find me and say, hey, because I, I had sleeves that I wanted to give away because I was giving away tons of Dragon Shield sleeves. Yeah. So it was funny. It wasn't until I posted the picture that people started coming up to me saying, hey, how are you? Yeah. So it's going to be kind of interesting now for us to actually have this. It, it's like a new step in our relationship with our audience, right? Yeah, because now, now they can match a face to the voice. Right. So. And you can see me gesture. Oh, dude. Being able to gesture is so nice. But I won't be able to pick my nose while we record anymore. It won't be the same. <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, let's go ahead and get on into some patron names. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Top Cuts, Trouble Sunny, and Caleb, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Marshawn Jones, Zyphers, Yeet Defeat, AD, Anthony Alila, Confirmed, Konami has a Shame Kink, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read, Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I Am McLincoln, Jarrett Helton, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sunny Sold My Runic Tip, Burn My Crops, and Poison My Water Supply. Okay, I would just like to say, I, I said this on the Patreon episode, and I'll say it again for the greater world to hear. 
I saved you money. Yeah, man, just go use the money that you got from selling the tip, buy a new one, and you'll still have money. No, 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 no. No, the price we agreed upon is now higher than, the, which was like, which was like 80 or 85% of TCG is now higher than the TCG price. Oh. And I, so I sold it at Niagara and cause I got an, when I say I got a really good deal, I mean, I got an amazing deal. So I sold it at Niagara and then I messaged the person after cause I forgot that I committed it cause I was caught up in the excitement of the really good deal. Oh. And I didn't take advantage of anybody. This is, I don't want to go into names or details because I don't actually, I don't want the person to get in trouble because it was at one of the vendor booths, but I made friends with one of the vendors and I had like three cards that I wanted that were like 90 or $95. Mm-hmm. And they looked for my stuff. They picked out like eight cards and they gave me like 110% retail value for my trade-ins. Jesus. That is, yeah. a, that's a really good deal. Yeah, so I'm sorry that I sold your runic tip, but I literally could not pass that deal up. Fair. So, then we have a Sprite Farter, <laughs> Super Ancient Deep CDs, Nuts King Coelacanth. Uh, by the way, if anybody has copies of that card, I need some. Tier Limits Havenous Floodgate in Your Mouth, Unbanned Number 95 Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, you still play Dragon Link, will cry me a river while I'm dragging these nuts across your face. Zingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ash, Ashless Chaps. Ashless Chaps. Listen, we try to keep this podcast PG, and that is really toeing the line, but I was already reading it when I, before yep. I, I was already committed. Brandon Potter, Dragon Maidenless Behavior. It is funny, though. Jerry Beans, man. King King Henry, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, Stop Crying About Call By His Balance, and VFD's Nuts. That's just That one just feels like Old Faithful at this point. Oh, man. Well, I, I gotta say, the patron names have slowly become one of my favorite things about the podcast, and I really think it's become a favorite thing of a lot of people on the podcast. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, what we're going to talk about today is some sponsors first. We're going to talk about sponsors. So, of course, we want to thank Dragon Shield for sponsoring the podcast. For those that are unaware, Dragon Shield is one of the largest TCG manufacturers and accessory manufacturers in the world. You can get this awesome hand shuffling sound when you use their sleeves. Oh, yeah. It's great stuff. And, of course, they also make deck boxes, play mats, and things of that like. Again, if you came up to me at YCS Niagara, then you definitely probably got some free sleeves. Oh, yeah. And they were probably an unreleased color that is only on pre-order at the moment. So, I can't say enough how much I... I have all my stuff sleeved in Dragon Shield. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did before they started sending me for free product. Oh, yeah, no, no. It wasn't a case if they came to us and then we switched around what we were using to Dragon Shield. We were using Dragon Shield before. Yeah, and I'll be the first to say, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and praise and praise and praise Dragon Shield and say that they, they've never had a fault or whatever. Oh, no, because I remember back in the day, they were not very good. And I'm not even going to say that they weren't very good, but they weren't as good as other sleeves on the market. But as other sleeves have fallen off for various reasons, Dragon Shield has upped their quality by a by an enormous amount. And I have other sleeves that I like too, but Dragon Shields have become my preferred sleeve. Not because... I hate to say it like this, because it's not the entirety. I do like their product. They make a good product. And they make a very consistent product i've only had one bad cut sleeve generally mm-hmm. but that's kind of why i like them is because dragon shields are available at almost every retailer at, at, at almost every retailer possible mm-hmm. uh, outside of the big ones like walmart and target yeah they're they're available at pretty much every local game store anywhere mm-hmm. um and well and i like that because it is a certain amount of oh well they have Dragon Shield Whites at my local game store, but I'm going to a tournament at another store and I need more sleeves. Well, I can find Dragon Shield Whites there too. 
yeah what was that brand of sleeves that we got at that one regional uh we like i got green those are um yeah because i think you still have like the packaging it wasn't katanas hypermat hypermat the, the hypermat yeah. minis yes yeah. i prefer dragon shield over I, I like the hypermat minis a lot i really do and for me it's it's kind of a toss-up if i'm being completely honest oh for me no i did not like them oh really yep i did not like them they were good for the tournament mm -hmm. and then after that i had to replace them i was like ugh, this is awful already i will say i find that dragon shield sleeves do last longer than the hypermat minis did but my big thing on the hypermat minis versus the dragon shields is what i said earlier i think that in terms of quality of product they're pretty close to each other mm -hmm. but dragon shields availability everywhere oh yeah beats beats out everything right because i i don't want to switch i want to stick with the same brand of sleeves that way i have a consistency and i don't want to if i need to if I need an extra white sleeve at a regional on the fly, I can walk up to any of the vendors and get Dragon yep. Shield white. Yeah, they'll have it. Right. Dragon Shield is the most ubiquitous accessory manufacturer. Okay. Now that we've gone on this long tangent, tangent about Dragon, Dragon Shield, Shield yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. That was unplanned, unprompted. It does happen. Um, use our affiliate link down below if you decide to buy Dragon Shield products from their website. And... I would say also they have other they have colors and designs on their website that you can't really find in LGSs just because a local game store can't stock 30 to 40 different colors. So anyway, you know who can the manufacturer, right? Uh, and we also have a TCG player affiliate link to buy cards at it's it would be just like the same normal prices. You just click on the link and then shop and it supports us at no extra cost to you. And obviously we have the patron. So, uh, oh my God. God, we're 11 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, we went on a long tangent about Dragon Shield. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I promise that that was not just meant to be an advertisement. We just got carried away. We like the product. Anyway, we wanted to talk about YCS Niagara. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to break down and a lot to unpack about YCS Niagara. First and foremost is my experience. And a little later, we'll get into the meta implications of YCS Niagara and talk about how YCS Niagara will impact the metagame as a whole. Because there are some elements and overtones that are going to carry forward into the future, unless this episode comes out Friday and we got a ban list Thursday, in which case, never mind, disregard all the metagame <laughs> stuff. It's not relevant anymore, hopefully, because they changed up the meta so much. Oh my god. Uh Hopefully, yeah, because there's like one or two cards where I'm like, this should not exist. Well, Niagara also gives us a good indicator of what the true problems are in yeah. the format right now. But I want to talk about my experience at YCS Niagara, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I get off work on Thursday around between 6.30 and 7. I come home, I pack my bags, I get in the car and I drive four-ish hours from my house to New Orleans and I stopped about a quarter of the way to pick up some cards from a friend and hang out for a little bit because I don't see them super duper often and then go so I, I get to New Orleans around like 12 30. I go up to my friend's apartment he lets me in I my brain is racing mm -hmm. because I, I'm excited for all the travel and I end up not falling asleep until 1.30. Oh, no. We woke up at 4 and go catch our flight at the New Orleans airport. And our flight leaves New Orleans at 5.40. We get there about 4.30, 4.35. I go in, check my bag, get my boarding pass, go sit at the gate for like 30 minutes and go through to security at the New Orleans airport. I felt like it was a nightmare when I was there. But it was a breeze. I was I would find out Monday morning. <laughs> so I go through security, get my get on I get on the plane. It's my first actual and and people are gonna call me. People are gonna think this is the craziest thing ever. That, that was actually my first plane ride as an adult. I've never been on a plane. Okay, see just yeah. for reference, I've never been on a plane. Yeah, this is my first plane ride as an adult. 
and it was so nice from New Orleans to Baltimore. We only had a half capacity flight. Oh my God. I had a whole row to myself. It was awesome. Got my nice window seat. I could put my bag in the seat beside me. Heaven. I'm like, dude, no wonder people like flying. This is great. This is heaven. So I, I, we, I take the window seat. I, we, we fly up into the air. And by the way, it, it's really kind of like, it's almost like being on a roller coaster. It's kind of weird because there's so many G's pushing against you as that plane tries to build up its momentum to yeah. get off the ground. It's it's really crazy. And I know people that fly a lot are like, plebe. What do you mean? It's, it's obvious. It's a plane. But like for me, who hasn't experienced this since like I flew, I, I went on one trip in the seventh grade where we flew because I grew up from a fairly lower income background. And man, it's just, it's such a different experience than what you would think. So we land in Baltimore and because we flew Southwest, every landing is like, <laughs> right? Like every landing feels like the freaking, the, the landing gear broke off because <laughs> that's Southwest. Apparently you hear the thugunk and then somebody out of the window seat just sees the wheel. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. That's how it felt. <laughs> and, and I thought that that was just like plane landings at first. And I texted my brother-in-law who flies like two to three times a week. He flies constantly for work. And he was like, oh, you flew Southwest? No, that's just Southwest. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, I, he bounces between American Southwest and Delta. Yeah. And he was like, no, that's, that's just Southwest. That's just how they are. Fair enough. So Baltimore to Buffalo, there's no plane change, which is sweet because we were able to move ourselves and all of our stuff up to the front rows of the plane because we were already on the plane. So it's like, you have your priority borders, sure. But you can't, you can't. I'm even more priority because I'm already on the plane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're already on the plane, you have the highest priority that there is. Exactly. Well, I move up to the front of the plane, get my nice cushy seat by the window, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be nice. The flight from Baltimore to Buffalo was 100% capacity. Oh, no. I'm squeezed in with people I don't know, and I'm like, this is horrible. It's like riding public transit. It's just more expensive. <laughs> So we land in Buffalo and I'm just, so I actually, this is sunny fact, I have arthritis in my left hip and it's just from wear and tear. I have a very, very physical job. Mm-hmm. So I have arthritis in my left hip. So I sat sitting down for like four hours like that. My hip was actually locked up and I was like limping off the plane, mm-hmm. up the ramp. And so I'm, I limp all the way through the airport and... I swear the air the airline has lost my luggage. I have my check bag and my backpack with all my cards in it because I was not I was not dumb enough to put all of my cards in my checked bag. Yeah. So I've got my backpack, I've got my my duffel bag, and my duffel bag has like more it has like some a couple of changes of clothes in case they lost my luggage because I'm paranoid. Yeah. And. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I've never flown. I don't know what's going on. So I, I go over to the Southwest office and there's my bag sitting outside the office. I have no idea why I didn't come down the little, you know, the little, uh, yeah, yeah. the little baggage claim, uh, luggage thing. thing. Yeah. Luggage go around. Yeah. Yeah. The, the baggage carousel. That's actually what it's called. Carousel. Okay. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think don't quote, don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, quote me. It's fun. So, my bag's not on the luggage carousel. I go to the Southwest office. It's at the front. I'm like, why is it out here? Guy's like, I don't know. It, they just brought it out before all the other luggage came down. All right, cool, dude. So I take my bag. I go outside and God bless his soul. Who pulls up but the one and only Darth Nash 6. For those that don't know him, his name is James. He is a Yugi tuber. He has about 1,100 subscribers, and if everybody that listens to this podcast right now goes, just pause for two seconds, go to Darth Nash 6 on YouTube. He makes amazing content, and he puts an enormous amount of effort and time and care and love into his videos. Go give, Go give that man your subscription. He deserves it. He picked me up from the airport. Drove me around Buffalo and Niagara all weekend. And just because he's cool and a friend. 
and brought me back to the airport at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he is an absolute Chad. Angel. I was gonna say Chad. He's a Chad angel. He's he's all of it. Go subscribe to his channel. Seriously, if everybody that's listening goes and subscribes, we will just about double his subscri- subscribers. Please and do. That is not enough. So tell your friends to also go subscribe. So, uh, James picks me up from the airport. We drive from there to a local pub in Buffalo. I didn't know. So I knew Buffalo was famous for its wings. I didn't know that's, that's where they invented them. Ooh. Yes, chicken wings were invented in Buffalo. Uh, there's a whole story behind it. You can go look it up. But uh, apparently some dude wanted fried chicken desperately. And the owner, all he had was scraps. So he fried up the scraps and the chicken wing was invented. It's a similar story to how the potato chip was invented. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> I'm not going in. I'm not going it's, in that story It's here. like the meme where it's like you have Mr. Incredible and like the like the haunted Mr. Incredible. And it's like those who know, those who don't know. It's not really haunted either. It's more like those who know, Mr. Incredible, but kind of just normal. Those who don't know, same thing. It's not like this life-changing fact toy. It's just kind of... We're talking about every new fact is life-changing. Some are just very minusculely changing your life. It's it's not it's not really. So I go to the... We go, we get these amazing buffalo wings at a pub that I do not remember the name of. It wasn't Sorry. It wasn't Union Pub. For those that know, it wasn't Union Pub. It was a different one right across from the baseball stadium in Buffalo. Whatever. It was good. 20 minutes later, we're at the border, cross the border. Woo, I'm in Canada for the first time. And then like 20 minutes later, we're at our Airbnb. It Got was attacked by beavers. Moose. It was a moose. And a be- Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a moose. We have then- beavers here. Yeah. It was a moose. We have... I think we have moose in in, uh, in the U.S.? Definitely, definitely not in Louisiana. No, no. I, was, I almost said Louisiana. I was like, wait. No, there's definitely no moose in Louisiana unless they're in a zoo. Yeah. And even then, I don't think they have them in zoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. They, they couldn't survive down here. Mosquito, the mosquitoes are bigger than them. <laughs> Pretty much. Fun fact. A common uh, predator of moose are killer whales. That was seals. No, no, no. Like, killer seals are also common... Are also... Are also predator... Uh, pre- Prey. Or prey, common prey for uh, killer whales. I think killer whales live in the south mostly, huh? No, no, they're, they're up there too. And uh, they eat meat and they eat moose. Everybody that's listening to this, if Caleb is wrong, I need you <laughs> to let him know in the comments <laughs> as spitefully as you can, but also respectfully. Anyway. Is it killer whales or is it? No, it's killer whales, I think. There's a aquatic predator <laughs> now you got me second guessing but there is an aquatic predator where what where, where a major prey animal for them are moose anyway it's wild that's why they call it the wilderness yeah <laughs> so we get to the airbnb check in it's nice we go to the venue and this is where things go off the rails i check in at the venue it is nice it or i check in at the airbnb it's nice enough i check in at the venue and the venue is like a block from our Airbnb. Ooh, he just walk it. It was a five-minute walk. <laughs> we walked there and back every day. Hey, saves on a bunch of gas. Yes. Also, when you checked in at the event, for so when you pre-regged and checked in, you got a little coin. At the uh, at other YCSs, there yes. was play mats or, uh, or yeah, dice. Yeah, for here was coins. Yes. I saw it all over Twitter. Okay, you talk about the, what the different coins you saw were while I get mine out. Okay, uh, I saw Dart Magician. I saw Dart Magician Girl, Blue Eyes, Karibo. Uh, a lot of scapegoat tokens. A lot of scapegoat ones from what I saw. That's all the ones I really saw. I, lo- I literally saw zero scapegoat ones, and I think I saw them all. Okay, I saw. I remember seeing a couple of them, but... So I got the worst one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a really cool one. He got a... So apparently there's silver ones and there's these yeah. chase ones that are gold. Yeah. And I got a silver one of Happy Lover. 
so i don't know those in 4k oh. if you can see this um it's fine i guess it's, I mean, if you don't want it i'll take it i tried all weekend to pick one up for you and i literally could not nah it's cool it's got some it's nice though it's metal it's got some weight to it hey there's all there's always next uh ycs and there's a ton of detail on it yeah yes. i'm hoping that they're still doing them at the next ycs yeah. honestly that would be unfortunate if they didn't well they did it at rio and they did it at niagara so i'm thinking that they're going to do it at multiple yeah i hope so yes so i got my this coin checked in happy lover is actually a good one in my opinion yes james who pre-registered also went to go check in and found out that he did not submit his deck list he thought he did oh, but he didn't no. and they had already closed deck list registration so he was no longer registered for the ycs so basically you cannot register or you, at, at this particular ycs you couldn't register in person at all Ugh. they hit their cap so the cap was like 820 that's tiny. or 830 that's real tiny but i think it might be a venue related thing so it was definitely a venue related thing <coughs> excuse me but they had never had a ycs get to the like 800 mark in canada before yeah. All the other Niagara Falls and Toronto YCSs were always a lot smaller down to around like the, like somewhere of 500 to, most of them five to 700, 750 at most. Yeah. So this was the largest Yu-Gi-Oh event in Canadian history. Whew. Yes, it, it was. That's what, that's what they announced anyway at the beginning. Largest Yu-Gi-Oh event in Canadian history. I mean, people want to go to events now. Yes. So... We get to the point where they fill everything up and they say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We have a ton of people that want to register here. We cannot accommodate everybody. What they should have done, in my opinion, was try to rent out the adjacent hall. Yeah. But they did not do that. So at YCS Dusseldorf, in a couple of like 2017 2018 they had i think it was dusseldorf it was definitely a german it might have been it's definitely a city in germany they had ycs dusseldorf one and ycs dusseldorf two on the same weekend which was just a second ycs the next room over yes because they hit event capacity so instead of doing something like that and figuring out a way to increase event capacity they just capped it and said, whoever, whenever we're done with pre-registration, after last call for pre-reg has been done, then however many spots we have left over from people that did not show up and did not like give us notice, those spots will be raffled away. And everybody got a raffle ticket and waited. And at 6.30 or 6.45 that evening. So keep in mind, we got there at 1.30. Yep. Seven hours later. No, six, five hours later. Yeah, five or six hours later. I play Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm not good at math. Yeah. So five or six hours later, they... Everybody... At this point, Skyhawk has finally arrived. He is having troubles with his transit. So Giant Skyhawk gets there. He gets his ticket. And they do the drawing. And James made it in off of the raffle. Woo! And it was amazing. Skyhawk, unfortunately, did not make it in, but Aww. he played a lot of side events that weekend. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're already there. You might as well. His redemption arc is coming. Ooh. So we go. We eat pizza at this little pizza place that's very close by. It was very good. And we go back. We do some play testing and we get ready and we go to the event for day one of YCS Niagara. The final count on people that have entered is 837 and they turned away about 220 ish yes yeah, so they would have had well over a thousand yes it, it would have been a thousand and some change if they hadn't been if they hadn't been turning people away but they had to turn people away because the event hall that we were in wasn't big enough to accommodate everybody the event hall that yeah. we were in was literally like capped out at a thousand people and they needed oh, to like have fire marshals were like no more than a thousand people in the venue 
Right, and they have, so they have to account for staff, they have to account for vendors. They Judges. Have to, right, and so by the time you account for all that, plus table space and chairs, they were out of space. So, day one starts. Um, I've been making deals, I've been making pickups. I can show off some of those things that I picked up later. But we make some deals, we make some pickups. I picked up like CR Desires, a CR Ooh, Scapegoat. They're so nice. Yeah, I picked up like a, an ulti, a playset of ulti Zen Maedis, an ulti Barreto, ulti Vayu the Emblem of Honor, ulti Armor Master, ulti Plague Spreader. I made some, I got a lot of really cool cards over the weekend. That Judgment? Yeah, I got an MRD Judgment. And every single card I just listed is Unlim. But they're still very nice to look at. So day one starts and we're going to take a short ad break. <laughs> <laughs> We, of course, want to thank our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. ETB has a wide variety and selection of singles and sealed product for the games that you love, as well as, of course, they have sleeves, binders, deck boxes, playmats, etc. And, of course, you can also find all of your D&D figurines and Warhammer and things like that, and the paint for them, dice, all of that, as well as rooms dedicated for those things. So... If you're interested, check them out. They have a link down below. Also, we want to thank another sponsor, Millennium Threads. Millennium Threads does some amazing work. They make hoodies, t-shirts, hats, all of that. And you can get that. That's custom embroidery. And it's and Ooh, so it, nice. Yes. And I saw, by the way, we have we have a I have a hoodie and you have a zip up jacket yeah. done by Millennium Threads. We should wear that next time. Yes. For the people who can see. Yes. They look very good. But I think to me that the t-shirts are very underrated. I saw a lot, I mean, a lot of jackets and hoodies mm -hmm. and t-shirts. I saw a lot of t-shirts, uh, hats, things like that. If you saw any of that, you would say, wow, that's amazing. I have to have it. So be sure to check out Millennium Threads on Etsy. Their link is down below. And if you want 10% off, you can use the code TOPCUT10 to get 10% off of your order. And again, that's all custom embroidered stuff. So. Okay, so round one starts, and I play against Sprite. All I, right. I don't realize quite my situation at first, because we introduce ourselves, and the guy says that it's his first time playing at an event in nine years. Ooh. Yeah, a returning player hasn't played since YCS Toronto 2013. Coming out with the big guns. Well... I mean, a player that hasn't played in nine years, I'm thinking, oh, let's go. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so I beat him game one, destroy him. I, I mean, literally destroyed him. Game two, Rough. he beats me. And I'm like, all right, uh, you know, he's doing pretty good. By the way, he's on Sprite Frog. I don't know if I said that, but... You said he was on Sprite. So obviously he's got the frogs. Not necessarily, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> so he beats me game two, and I noticed something very key. He didn't misplay once in either game. I'm like... So he knows what he's doing. I'm like, oh, it'll do good. And like... When they were calling out all the bounty duels and stuff, he's like, man, I thought I heard my name. And I was like, maybe. I guess it's theoretically possible. No way, though, right? Way. So, um, <laughs> game three, he starts doing... Or game three, game three, I went first. He had... I, my opening hand game three is Rivalry of Warlords, mm. Infinite and Permanence, Rivalry of Warlords, Ooh. Ash Blossom, yeah. and Incredible Ecclesia the Virtuous. Mm. What mm. do you notice about that hand? You have two rivalries, and no way to start my combo. Yeah, like you can. No, I, I literally cannot do anything combo. Why? Because it doesn't Ecclesia get you into your Swusu stuff? Okay, Ecclesia summon Moyi. You have nothing to reveal! Ecclesia summon Taya. Nothing to banish! You see oh. my issue. Oh no! Okay, I have oh, nothing. No. So I set my three traps because I'm like, what's Du gonna do? Who's siding in background removal against? Swordsoul. Swordsoul. So he goes, uh, Did he see the rivalry games one or two? 
Maybe. If he saw them, then if I'm playing, if I'm playing Sprite and I see rivalry games one or game game one, he may have seen a game two. Okay, a game two. I'm siding him back or removing. Right. Okay. So that's me personally, though. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. <coughs> so he Ooh. goes standby, mm-hmm. main, battle. Oh no! Evenly, and I keep one rivalry. And then he goes... Because it's just the best card against Sprite. Normal Summon Swap Frog. I go, Ash, do you have a response? He says, nope. I go, Chain Link 3, uh, Rivalry. Because I don't I don't want to like, do an open game state and then him just special and go. Exactly. So, <clears throat> I do Chain Link 3, Rivalry. Which is the correct thing to do there. Yes. And he goes... He tries to swing for 1,000. I'm like, ah, you can't. Evenly. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he passes. Top deck. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And after I ashed and rivalried, he does triple tactics talent to rip the last card from my hand. So there goes your Ecclesia. Right. So I have a rivalry and literally nothing else. Draw for turn. Long yawn. Oh, no. So you can't even normal summon and run over the frog, which you probably wouldn't even. You would just normal summon it. and I, Actually, I probably said it. What's the defense on Taya and Mogi? Bigger than Swap Frog. Yeah, just said it. Yeah, but it's a long yawn, so it's level six. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I was saying, if it, it would have been one of the other two, that was what I'm saying. Yeah. So what do then? Pass. Pass. So what does he do? Top deck Harpy's Feather Duster. Oh, no! And the rest of his hand is Sprite Starter Jet and Blue. Full gas. Yeah, so he, he killed me. Uh, found out after the game, he is in fact a bounty duelist. Oh. And not only is he a bounty duelist, he has five YCS tops. And then dropped out of the game in 2013. And this is his first event back, but his high-level friends that have wanted him to get back into the game for a while lent him the entire sprite deck, and he has been practicing for two weeks. Which is enough for a player of that caliber to understand the deck and all the lines. Yeah, and also understand... Because, like, that's right at Dragon Ruler format. So... Yes, he topped during Dragon Ruler format. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so he does have a basic understanding of how modern Yu-Gi-Oh! works compared to pre-Dragon Ruler format. Yeah, sure. But he didn't know what any of my cards did, game one. Yeah, so he had to read them all. Yeah, which is fine. But I threw him off, and then that's why I blew him out game one. But by game two, he knew as a lot of most of my cards did. Yeah. By game three, he really knew it. Well, he didn't need to know what they did because I didn't have a playable chance. Yeah, exactly. So but anyway, he, he understood at that point. Right. So at that, so I'm on my back foot to start everything off. I'm on my back foot. Yeah. Round two, I play against a sprite player. I he wasn't. I'm not gonna say he was bad, but I did feel like I had a higher skill level than he did. I say that respectfully. It's probably a combination of that, but also on a scale of one to ten. I'm like a six or a seven, and he's probably like a five. Yeah. But then, like, also, you've been playing Sword Soul for longer than Sprite's been out. Yeah. For longer than Sprite's been announced. Yes. So, uh, you also have a lot more, you're also having a lot more experience with your deck. Yes. So, obviously, that's going to be, be a major key role. Well, not really. Like, the best players know their deck inside and out as well as I know Sword Soul. Yeah, yeah. But or for somebody that's not as good. It does make an impact. Yeah. So he made a couple of misplays. I think game one. I guess he didn't realize that my 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 situation was totally unplayable, and he just scooped it up. Oh, we take yeah. those right. Game two, he beat me actually because he literally just had the god hand. And then game three, I pretty soundly controlled most of that game, and I won. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Round three, I played against Danger Tier Limit <laughs> with like a small sprite package, which is what most of the tier limit, the Danger Tier Limit decks are doing now. Oh. Um, Game one, he went bored and I nibbed him. <laughs> and then I OTK'd him. Game oh two, God. he went bored and then I nibbed him. And then I went bored and right before I made my last Baron... To OTK him, he nibbed you. He nibbed me. Ooh, actually, you... I take that back. He had also done a Havness, and the Havness hit, and then he made um, Kaleido Heart, and then Kaleido Heart hit, and then he made uh, 
No, wait, not Kaleido Heart. He made the... Kikalos. Kikalos. He makes Kikalos. It hits... Or maybe he... I don't know. He had Kikalos and Kaleido Heart on board with the Nip token. And I have five monsters all the way across my board. And then he nips me. The Nib token has 16,000 attack. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my and God. And like 12,000 defense. So he summons it in token and defense on my board. He has no cards in hand. One set card. I have no cards in hand. I have one card in hand. Nothing else on my board but the token. I set Rivalry of Warlords and I passed. He draws for turn. Standby. Main. He normal summons one of his tier limits. I think he normal summons like Havness or something, maybe. I don't know. He normal summons something weird. And I flip Rivalry. Rivalry. And he, or I guess he didn't summon. I don't know. I flip Rivalry. He's locked into Nib. He switches Nib to defense. I run it over. The next turn, he sets one. I run it over. And he must have top decked the back row because I think he yeah. did the back row, set the back row. I ran over the Nib. And then he drew for turn, sets one, I run it over. Then he draws for turn, activates Nessie, searches, because he's got nothing else in hand, searches uh, Suchinoko, sets Suchinoko, I run it over, draw for turn, it's dead, and then I kill him. Mm. So a 16,000 nib token ended his career. Yeah. You live by the nib, you die by the nib, apparently. Jesus. Yes. Round four, I played against Eldlich Tierlament. So... This deck is actually kind of cool because game one, he literally just played the Eldritch Engine. And because all he played was the Eldritch Engine, I actually, I out-resourced him by just, I, the first, as soon as I saw Eldritch, I slowed everything down to a crawl. I didn't overcommit to anything. And I just took a couple of turns to chip away and beat him in because I don't want to overcommit into like a Torrential, Solemn Warnings, things like yeah. that. So game two, I side heavy for Eldritch. So I side in my Twisters, my Duster, yeah. my Reboot, all that. Well, my opening hand has Twin Twister and Harpy's Feather Duster. Oh, Jesus. And one hand trap, which is like a DD Crow, I think. And then combo. So he activates by, he starts by activating the, the tier limit field spot. I'm like, uh-oh. I didn't see any tier limits last game. This is new. So he does a bunch of tier limit stuff. And then I he sets four and passes with, like, not a great end board. He's, like, really relying on his back row to carry him. So I draw for turn, and then I duster him for five. Yeah, as you do. Right, because he's got the field spell and four set back row. Yeah. So I duster him for five. He's got two monsters on his field, and I OTK him. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Only thing that made that any better is if he also had the red reboot for if he activated a judgment. Yeah, it, it was crazy. So, I'm going into round five, and I am 3-1. Round five, I played against Live Twin Sprite. Ooh. This guy was a really good player. I only won because he misplayed, though. Oh? Um, game one, he scythe-locked me, and I didn't have a response because he activated Sanctum mm -hmm. and summoned Scythe, and that was just it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, game two... I just, I make my board. I'm able to keep him off of his plays and I get him on the next turn. And game three was weird. He went full board. I say full board. He had the elf and the other one, the, the kiss a kill, the blue one. Mm -hmm. I think it's called, yeah, it's live twins kiss a kill. The link one or the link two that lets you summon back. Yeah. And when you summon back, the one that you summon back lets you pop a card. Which is how they popped the scythe. Yeah. But he never went Dagda. And I'm like, okay, well, either he hard drew a one of scythe. Or he's got Sanctum back there. And he's mm -hmm. probably running three Sanctum. So my opening hand is Duster Droplet Combo. So I activate Harpy's Feather Duster. He doesn't do anything in response. So then I do droplet send duster and another one for my hand to negate his two monsters on board because my logic here is either he has drop either he has the scythe in the back row which is less likely mathematically or he has 
sanctum in the back row, which is yeah. more likely. So if he chains the sanctum to my duster, then I'll hold my droplet. To hit the scythe. Right, but he didn't. So I said, well, I may as well go ahead and droplet right here. That way he can't chain his kiss a kill to pop scythe. So I droplet the kiss a kill in the alpha way and he proceeds to scythe lock me. Because I, I, mean, I, I dusted his scythe. I mean, you made a calculated decision there. You made a calculated risk. I took a calculated risk. The problem is I'm not great at math. Well, no, no, because that's still... Because like, if you... Yeah, already, it, it checks out, yeah, but it's you, still just it, yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those cases of you can be you can be the world's greatest mathematician and still lose. Yeah. In that situation. So, he scythe locks me and it puts me in a weird position. What do I do? I special Ecclesia, normal Mo Yi, no effect on Mo Yi, and I kill his elf and his kiss kill monster. Yeah. And then I pass to him. He has nothing left. He has one in hand, nothing on field. He's got Scythe on field, huh? And so, except for Scythe. He has Scythe on field. Yeah. Which is still kind of a big deal because he's 2200. Right. He activates his card in hand. I have a hand trap in my hand to stop it. And my hand is like long yawn something else. Mm-hmm. And so I essentially go... Um, he passes it back to me. And I normal Taya... Oh, okay. he prosperity. He prosperityed for six and whiffed on the entire thing. Oh no! Yeah, so he grabs he grabs called by the grave and then sets two and passes. I remember now. And he went um he went scythe run over Ecclesia. So Which is a smart thing to do there. I don't think it is because he grabbed called by off prosperity and he can call by Ecclesia. Oh, that's a good point. In fact, he may have even clear both my monsters because my my I, recollection of it I is that I drew for turn. It was Ecclesia, or it was a, I had Ecclesia Longyon in hand. I drew for turn. It was a second Longyon, and I normal summon Taya activate effect. He imperms it, mm -hmm. and then I do Longyon activate Longyon, and he did not call by the Longyon in my graveyard to negate the one that you're activating in your hand. Right, and he Inch lets it resolve. Interesting. And I asked him, asked him, and it literally ended the game immediately. Yeah. Literally. Because I used Taya and the token to make Chi Shao, Chi Shao banish, blackout, blackout, and long yawn, make Baron. Uh, oh, yeah. Burn 12, pop. And he was already at like 59.50. So that's boom, boom for game. Right. So it was weird. I don't know, or maybe he was at, he was at 59.50, and then long yawn burned him to 47.50, and then boom, boom game. Yeah. My thing is. I asked him after the duel why. He said, honestly, I was tilted from a play in the previous game and I missed it. Oh. So. It happens. It, it sucks. Does. It sucks when it does, but it happens. So, and then round six, I played against Sprite again. This guy, his name is Luca. He finished 50th in Swiss at the YCS. And he is a very, very good player. So he, game one, he went first, he went full board. He has Toad, Elf, and Dupe Frog. My only play is a really weird play. And, and I, I messed up the interaction here entirely because I had Ash Nib in hand. Ooh. And I didn't realize that if you Ash the Gigantic, then you're, it doesn't do the restriction. Yeah. It has to special to restrict. No, it doesn't. No, I thought it did. It's just that Ash negates that whole the whole effect of the card. Oh. Or like like the, that effect. It gets that whole effect. And it's all part of the same effect. Okay. Right. So I ashed the jet early to keep him from getting the follow-up in starter or the removal in smashers. Mm -hmm. So because I didn't want the extra interruption. And he said, yeah, that's cool. And then went full board. And my nib was dead in hand. So. That's misplay one. I'm tilted from that because I didn't know the ruling. And. Because I in my head I was trying to think about what the ruling was. And. I, it just. Me. My own inexperience cost me. That right there. It probably cost me the game. To be honest with you. So. Then I go. 
he goes to it goes to my turn and because of the way his board is set up my only play in my mind is special ecclesia normal moe make draco berserker and then i attack into the dupe frog and the goal is to kill dupe frog and then attack into the toad and kill the toad i did not realize that two things about draco berserker's effect one is his effect to gain attack is both mandatory and the other thing it happens in the damage step so okay when i killed dupe frog his mandatory effect triggered and then he used his toad to negate that and destroy and then set the draco berserker i thought i could chain draco berserker because i didn't realize it was in the damage step yeah. It is in the damage step. You cannot chain Draco Berserker right there. To so to save, essentially save himself. Right, exactly. And because of Dupe Frog, you can't attack the Toad first. Right. It was a terrible situation, and I misplayed it by even going through that line. Yeah. But it is what it is. I regretted it. I was super duper too turbo tilted. And we went into game two, and game two, he just played better than me. It's just that simple. It, it, again, it happens. It he, happens. He was a better player. It's just that simple. And then, so I'm four two at this point. Round seven, I play against Danger Tier Limit Sprite Adventure. Jesus, all the packages. Yes. Game one, I have no hand traps, no interruptions. He goes oh, full board, no. and I have nothing to do. Game two, but and he already knows what I'm playing because we've been talking outside throughout the event. Oh, and he just so happens to... He just so happened to be my opponent. So he already knows what I'm playing. So I try to play into the board. Can't do it. It's just game. Game two, I go first, and it finally happens. I draw the god combo. Woo! Let's do it. Special Adhara, Link 1, Make Monk, effect, Heavenly Dragon Circle, the Monk Away, Summon Shithana. He, at this point, he's like, huh? What you doing? Normal Mo Yi, activate effect, reveal, summon token, make Chi Shao, search the revive spell, activate Long Yan, summon Long, summon token, make Baron. And then he's like, okay, but what is the Shatana for? Revive spell back the Mo Yi, make Dweller. <laughs> My board is Dweller, Chi Shao, Baron. And, and uh, Mo Yi is water, isn't he? Yes. Which so means Shatana. Yeah. So, well. It doesn't really matter as long as he has a water material. And Shatana's water. And, well, so is Mo Yi. But yeah, so, so like even after you detach, he's, he's big. So, and if you summon it's another, crazy. And even if you like just normal summon another Mo Yi and he gets Empire and you can't do anything else with it, the Mo Yi's big too. Yeah, my hand was crazy. It was really, really good. That's that's the that's the sauce of the great. day. So, we, so I pass turn, draw phase, standby phase, activate Dweller. Ah, got him. Chain droplet for three, my whole career away. Normal summon swap frog go combo kill me. That's all, yeah. I mean, because that's all he needs is normal summon swap frog, so he doesn't need those other three cards. Yeah, but he had the droplet. Yeah, to be fair, he could he discarded nib off of droplet and he could have nibbed me a lot sooner, but I searched a revive spell which messed up his plans for nib, so he just held it and waited yeah, for yeah. droplet. Well, yeah, he, had, he already had droplet in hand, yeah. But like, like not only that, he also had uh, Adhara engrave. And you would still have the token. So if you have other uh, tennies in your hand, you can use them. I, I have no idea what the I have no idea what the each individual step was. So I have no idea how many cards you had in your hand at at points where he could have nibbed you there. I had one left in my hand at the very end. So it's very Best possible. Best place to nib. I would have had one left in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah no, I would have had two left in hand. Okay, yeah. So he was thinking you'll have the token, and then if you have an Ashuna or something. You can just shrug and still go. Right, I guess. Pump out a a board of some kind. So I think that I think that was uh, one of the big things was because you because Sword Soul in particular can just kind of shrug at a Nibiru token and keep and keep going to make something. Yeah, the Nibiru token is actually gonna pogger sometimes because it's <laughs> yeah. just like oh a non-effect monster on my field. Sweet, let's Thank do some tenny stuff. Anyway. Um, at the end of the day, I had a great time in the main event. My only issue with the main event itself was there were some really, really long gaps between rounds and the event size. Those two things frustrated me, but overall, I, I really do have nothing but positive things to say. 
about the TO staff for the most part. Like I said, I, I'm not gonna lie, those two things were frustrating, especially like a 40 minute wait between rounds. That, that was really upsetting. But it did get better as the day went on. That was not a consistent thing. And the judge staff really did a great job. I, I can't say enough about the judge staff. From what I could tell, they were handling situations appropriately, professionally, and efficiently. And, All we can ask for. Right. You you can't ask for more. You know, that that's that's perfect. That's what you want. Uh, I didn't hear about any crazy bad rulings. I didn't hear about any egregious uh, policy errors. The judge staff did a great job. and Love to hear it. Yeah, definitely. And the best thing of the weekend was me, Shiggy's, and Giant Skyhawk doing a 3v3 on day yes. two while she is in full Water Enchantress cosplay. I saw pictures on Twitter. It was it was awesome. I wish I could have been there. Our team name, The Brave Package. Ah. Well, I just went on an hour-long rant about my... I have five more rants. I'm going to talk about my trip back. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll do... We'll do meta implications next episode. Honestly, yeah. it doesn't make a ton of sense to do meta implications this episode. Because we might get banlist tomorrow. Exactly. So, realistically, by the way, there won't be a banlist reaction episode the day of the banlist anymore. Unless it's on Saturday for some reason. It'll never be on Saturday or Sunday. Exactly. So, no more banlist reactions day of. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, circumstances, honestly, have changed and it just doesn't work anymore for us. Yeah. With our work schedules. Yeah. So, we leave the event day two. We go out to eat with Crush Cards and Raphael Nevin and Paolo. Some other people were there. Some super cool people. Definitely. Some there were some people that Crush Cards knew were there. Uh, Tom Bach was <coughs> sitting at the table behind us. They we were all supposed to be one big group, but the place we were eating was like a tiny Korean barbecue place, and they didn't have room for one giant table Aww. like that. Man, that would have been that would that would have been the pizza resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a really great meal. It, the food was good. The company was better. It was a great time. <clears throat> so we leave, and the plan is to meet up with Crush Cards and all the other creators like uh, Nim Nim and Pack and just uh, a very a, a venerable who's who of right, India. right. Jesus Ruggles was there. Uh, Dan the Dan the cameraman was there. A distant coder showed up because he moved to Toronto, so he's only like an hour away. He's like, sure, I'll show up. Right. So we all go out. We hang out after the event. It was amazing. Great time. And since we're gonna, we have to leave at 2.30 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning to get back to the airport in time for my flight anyway, we just stayed up and hung out. And we left straight from the hangout spot all the way to the Buffalo airport. Border crossing back through is completely empty and clear. We get to the Buffalo airport, and that is the worst security experience I have had yet. Granted, I've only had two, but the security at the Buffalo airport sucks. Don't fly into Buffalo, or don't fly out of Buffalo. It's terrible. It, it just Life sucks. Life lessons learned. Yeah, no, they're really eccentric about security at the Buffalo airport. Let's, let's get... Okay, I have four minutes. I'm just going to say... It is really something putting your bags through the security scanner at an airport and they flag your bag, shift it off to the side, separate away from everybody else's, and they go through your bag in front of you in the public view. And you know why they flagged my bag at TSA? Huh. Because there were mega tins full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, and they're big metal boxes. So all they saw was just metal boxes. So they had to check them out. Yeah, so they open my bag, and the dude looks at me and goes, what is this? And I'm like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He's like, why do you have so many? I said, you're not my wife. What? I left the house to get away from that. <laughs> I love my wife. That is a joke, I promise. She's very supportive. It was weird, though. And the dude looked at me like a crazy person. I was like, they're Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He's like, why do you have so many? I'm like, because I was just at a tournament all weekend. He said the tournament lasted all weekend. It was, it was a very big tournament. I drove to Niagara Falls for it. Please give me my cards back. Do not do that with them. You're going to damage them. It was an ordeal. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, hey, listen, I'll open the tins. Nah, he can't do that. He's got to do it all like himself. Oh. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing sharp that's going to stick me or anything like that. I'm like, no, dude, they're Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's cardboard. Yeah, they were very eccentric at the Buffalo airport. 
At the New Orleans airport, they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you're whatever. The, the, the drug dog didn't stop you. Just go. Yeah. So, anyway, Buffalo Airport, they're very tight about their security. Trading cards are a problem in the Buffalo Airport. Apparently. Jeez. Truth be told, I think it was actually just a metal container. Didn't stop him in New Orleans. No, I meant at Buffalo. I know, but they didn't say anything about it in New Orleans. They don't care in New Orleans. I just... Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, as far as meta implications, tier limit's still the best deck. Yeah. Uh, Sprite actually had the most topping spots, but the winning deck list was tier limit. And, or, no, second place was tier limit. First place was um, Exosister. And the reason Exosister yeah. got first place is because tier limit is the best deck. Listen, listen. I saw on Twitter a picture of, I don't remember who it was, but the Exorcist player they got first is playing him. Raymond Die, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. by the way, yes, to Raymond yes, Die. Yes. Huge achievement, cannot be understated. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, and he just, and like his and he, his opponent just went shifter, and the look that was the, Jesse Cotton. Yeah, he got second place at this event. Yeah, he lost two Exorcist. Yeah, the look. I, w- I was like, man, if looks could kill, the person like behind him would have been stabbed. Yeah, with, and with the glare. Oh my god! Full credit god. to Jesse, by the way. He's an extremely nice person, very mm-hmm. down to earth. He is probably, if I had to put money on the best players in the game right now, Jesse is probably number one on my list mm-hmm. for best player in Yu-Gi-Oh at the moment. Really, he's an amazing player. Oh yeah. But that picture is hilarious. That picture is gold. Oh yeah. But and and like the kudos to the photographer for being in the right place at, at the, the right perfect time. angle. Oh. Amazing. Oh my god. Um, but. It, but like also shifter all right we'll go over a little bit today get tell me give me some cards that you think need to be hit on this ban list assuming um okay so here's what we're gonna do uh we will do a very short uh these cards need to be hit and then we'll do a very short reaction to the ban list ahead of time in case we get it thursday so okay first off miss mine needs to go it's absolutely listen i'm playing a trap deck that doesn't care and I still think Mystic Mind is a problem that needs to go. It does. Uh, I think Fairy Tale Snow should go back on the band section of the list. They tried it out. It was it was. It's fun. awful. It is. It was very cute to see it come off at first. It's a cool card. I'm done with it. It is no longer fun after seeing it sent off Branded Fusion and seeing it uh, milled and listen, sent off of Tier Limit combos. I'm done with it. It can listen, go. Listen, listen. I've seen a Dragon Link combo. <clears throat> that through an ash will set up this board to where they'll have two snow pops. Well, well, books. It's a yeah, book yeah. Mind. Thank you. Snoo- two snow effects, and then they'll activate uh heavenly. Uh, they'll activate spheres, which will then give them a third a third book. Right. It's awful. Snow needs to go. Give me another one. Okay. So literally before this weekend, I thought Shifter was just kind of cool, but apparently it needs to go. I'm actually fine with Shifter. So so am I because like after turn like after you put something in grave it's turned off. I have a bigger Stick. problem with artifact scythe. Oh, definitely. It's not as bad as it was because now you kind like outside of Drytron, I think you kind of have to you know run the Sanctum package, which is a way more fair. No, you don't. Just run Dagda. <laughs> well, even <coughs> well, no, because then you have to have a way. To, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Because then you have to have a way, a native way to pop your own. Christian Hockey, Firebrack, Summon TG, Wonder Magician, Pop. Evil Twins, Kiss a Kill, Summon Back, yes. Evil Twins, Lilla, Pop. The two extremely good decks right now have very consistent ways Can to run do them it. Both, yeah. And they do it different ways. The problem is not TG Wonder Magician. The problem is not Dagda. The yeah, problem no, is Scythe. not yeah. Evil Twins, Kiss a Kill. The problem is Scythe. It needs to go. Oh, yeah. My last card is Curious Elise, Horn Dominion. That card is a problem. <laughs> It can send any card from your deck to the graveyard. It is used in FTKs. It is mm-hmm. used in Degeneracy. And when a card is sent from deck to grave, it mills three. Which is just putting more stuff in grave. It's outrageous and it needs to go. And also, there's no restriction on using it as link material once it's been summoned. So you can oh. use people. Are, that, that's what the winning deck. That's what uh, Jesse got in second place list was doing. He was using. He was going into Curious early, summoning another monster 
because a lot of times they let their T-Limit players go to the end of their combo before nibbing them because they don't end on any real interruption, any real negates. Yeah. So he would just link up into Appaloosa right there and boom, he's protected from nib and nobody was expecting it because who runs Appaloosa in... They weren't running Appaloosa before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who runs Appaloosa in when you're seeing Havanus and Shiren? Yeah. You don't expect it's Apple so, out of nowhere. It's crazy. Curious is broken. It needs to go. And then as far as reactions, wow, that's crazy. I'm so glad they banned Mystic Mine, right? Oh, yeah, totally. In sight. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. And Curious, that was a, that was a big brain hit. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Snow, I you know, it was cool having it back for a couple of formats, <laughs> but I'm glad it's gone again, honestly. Oh, what's that? Blaster to one? Cool. Dude, Zen Mate to one? I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so time. And Hunter's gone, so you don't have to worry about hand rip loops. Oh, yeah. It, it's, a good, it's a good time to play Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Loops, brother. Loops, brother. Loops. No loops for you. <laughs> so, listen. If if Friday comes, this episode goes out. And, and that's not the ban list. We're sorry. And there's no ban list yet. Just ignore that last part. But if there's already been a ban list, you already have your reaction. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Podcast. Be sure to check out our affiliate links in the description down below. If you're new to YouTube because you came here from Spotify to see the video version, please subscribe if you enjoyed this. It would truly, truly mean the world to us. If you want to see the video version and you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, it'll be on YouTube. Yes, you can find us on YouTube, Top Cut, the Top Cut Podcast, just like you normally would. And we hopefully are going to be doing this regularly. So if everything works out, yes. <laughs> so again, a huge thank you to all of our patrons, our sponsors, and everything of that sort. And until next time, take take care, everybody. You're supposed to do the segue better. <laughs> and also, before I forget, a huge thank you to everybody that came up and said hey this weekend. It truly, truly meant the world to me to meet people, to reach out to people, to help out with giving people sleeves and things like that. I I love meeting fans. I love meeting people that listen to the podcast and listeners. It It always surprises me every single time it happens. And it's very, very... um, My favorite part of the podcast has become the community. Mm -hmm. And getting to meet the community is the best and most rewarding thing in the world. And I cannot thank each and every single listener enough. Thank you so much. Again, have a great weekend, everyone. Take care, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.